Wyatt Hobbit and Norvell. Good morning. For Good morning. You. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Wyatt, today's a big day for us. You know why? Why? Because this is the first video that our 10 listeners, no, I'm just kidding. We have way more than that and love you all, are going to be able to see us. So we're going to be on YouTube today. Woo! Hello, everybody. <laughs> Wyatt, we have some big stuff to talk about. I thought this was going to be an episode where we were just going to cover basketball, but football is making their presence known. Yep, every single week we're like, you know, let's 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 segue into basketball now. Baseball and softball around the corner. Let's mm -hmm. show some love. And then Norvell's like, no, another transfer. Another person. <laughs> another transfer. Another person staying. <laughs> another website being launched. It's You're perfect. Right. Yeah, no, I it's think, uh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Just pick it up. Um, I think that the first most exciting thing is ESPN launching its way too early 2023 top 25 at 8 a.m. after the national championship. And Florida State's at number four? What? Excuse me? Ahead of Alabama, by the way. Yeah, they're done. It's it's amazing. I mean, we finished at, what, 11 in the top 25 in the AP top 25, and then ESPN says, yeah, you're going to jump seven in the offseason? Unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's so exciting, and I just, like, I I don't even know what to say. We're tied for seventh in the betting odds for winning the Natty, and just being number four is, I don't know, super exciting, and obviously a big reason for that is because our man, number five, Jared Burst, decided he's coming back. I want money, I want money for real. I want money, I want money for real. Chasing money to my heart. Chasing money to my heart. This video goes hard. It does go hard. I'm speechless. Are you kidding me? We're, we're talking about a top 10 draft pick saying, you know what? Let's run it back. I am so excited about this. And like, I feel like there's so many things that contribute to him wanting to come back. I mean, first, I was super surprised. First, I want to go back as well. Like, I'm super surprised because of the fact that he tweeted that it was one of the best decisions he ever made. I'm going to read it. This was <clears throat> the sixth. So today's the 11th. A year ago tomorrow, I made one of the best decisions in my life and came to Florida State University. That went by so fast. However, he spelled it B-Y-E, which left a lot of speculation. I went through the comments. People have some funny things to say, but also I think people thought about it how I thought about it as well of like, he chose by very selectively. He's going to go into the draft. He had overwhelming support for whatever he wanted to do, but some good tweets. We got Matt Oak telling him to run it back. We got this cool little dude with him. Are you kidding me? Asbula. I love this. <laughs> and then Jeffrey Phillips asked him a very key question. You going to make Trey find another roomie? Come on, man. Hashtag top 10 NFL draft 2024. FSU national champs 2023. And then someone else, Derek Michael, said he said bye. 
B-Y-E, instead of by B-Y. He gone. Good luck to you in the NFL. So that was my initial thought as well. Okay. I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. We accept that. We got a lot of really good transfers. We're going to be able to make it work. But then also Trey Benson was in on this whole thing because he's got a series of tweets going around at the same time. Okay. So at 523 that morning that Jared Burst dropped that video about five hours later, Trey Benson put the blushing in the eye emojis and that got a lot of traffic almost 2000 likes everybody's wondering what's he talking about what's going down and then after jared first drops that video trey benson puts the blushing face again same face from the first tweet and says roommates for another year that's just so fun cryptic tweet game on lock for jared first how much fun they must have had just planning that and executing that and obviously the fans going wild and then Florida State gets picked at number four for the 2023 season. I think it's pretty huge. I appreciate their, you know, their creativity and their them being in sync, but goodness gracious, take us off the emotional roller coaster. Don't do all this to us next year, please. It was Don't intense. <laughs> It was intense. And honestly, like, I did not think that there was one chance that he was coming back. But now that I think about it a little bit more, like, you know, we talked about this yesterday, too, that, yeah, he can go into the draft and be a top 10 pick. But once you go into the league, you know, it's a whole nother ball game. And with this team, he knows he has the chance to win a national title. And that is just such a bigger stamp that he is then able to put on the college game than if he were to go into the draft now. Absolutely. I think with, with NIL and with how much money guys are making in the NFL now, there's just such an emphasis on get to the college level, play three years, go to the league. And for someone like Jared Verse, who is a leader on this team and has completely changed the culture around at Florida State and been a part of that, I think for him personally, I, I just this is me speculating, but I feel like he wants to come back here and really finish the job. Um, he knows what team's going to be around him. He knows Jordan Travis is obviously coming back. So that set the tone early in the offseason that, hey, guys, we, we want to go back and, and win this national championship and compete for it. And so for him to come back and, and put a stamp on his Florida State career, I think that's what's probably going through his mind. Like, let's just let's go finish this thing. Yeah, I'm selfishly speaking, it couldn't be a better time for us to have this podcast. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. You know, four weeks ago, we didn't really know what we were going to be up against with this but now like we just have this whole team and then some for next year and I mean it's really really something and I want to talk about too Florida State also yesterday launching jtravforheisman.com I think that's incredible I think that that shows that Florida State believes in this quarterback to win a Heisman and I think that it's also a little bit of a Okay, if anybody's out here saying that, you know, Jay Trav isn't a Heisman contender or that he is, but, you know, people don't believe in it because of the fact that maybe the ACC isn't the hardest conference in football. Well, this website has all of his numbers, all of his highlights. You can go there. You can see it all. JTravForHeisman.com. Yep, and when it's all in front of you, I mean, there are some stats in there. I don't have every stat in front of me, but you read some of these and you're like, wait, he holds what record? Yeah. He holds – he holds like four or five records at Florida State already. And he's like, you know, 
two or three spots behind some of the all-time greats at Florida State, including quarterbacks and running backs. His rushing stats are up there with some of the best running backs in school history. And I just think that, again, casual fans, people who aren't Florida State fans, they don't know this stuff about Jordan Travis. Right. You know, they, they know USC's Caleb Williams. They know Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. They know all these bigger names that are out nationally. But people who aren't from this area and don't know Florida State, they may not know that Jordan has had an amazing season and has had a great career here. So having this website out there, I think educates everybody else and lets people know that, Hey, we got ourselves a guy who could win a Heisman on this team. Yeah. I don't know why everybody chooses to sleep on us, but this website is a point that, okay, you can try to sleep on us, but you could just go to this website. You can check out everything you need to see in 10 seconds. And then you can let us know if you should still sleep on us and our quarterback. All right, and then if you're not impressed, then you shouldn't watch football. Period. <laughs> How about a fun new segment where we look at the biggest plays of the week? Uh, you picked your top three. I can't wait to see them. And I think we're about to get into some basketball. Yep, turn the page from football to basketball, who both teams right now, Alex, men's and women's, are starting to find their stride. Women's have been dominating people every single week. Still don't have a, uh, a number next to their name, but we'll get to that later. Starting off with number three, let's take a look at Tania Latson going coast to coast, splitting defenders here against Clemson in the kickout for three to Jazz Massengill. This Florida State team has been doing this all year. They go on to beat Clemson by 31 last My Thursday, Alex. Goodness. Then later on Sunday, down three, 40 seconds to go. Bajetti from the corner ties it, goes to overtime. Huge shot from Bajetti. Yeah, I think that her going four for seven from the three, shooting 57% when she's been shooting 14% all season, her coming out having a career game, 26 points, I couldn't be happier for her. And finally, at number one on the men's side, Knowles taking on Georgia Tech, up 12 in the second half. Jalen Worley, meet me at the rim. My goodness. The stare down, a little weak, not going to lie. Naheem McLeod loves it. Jalen Warrior, I'm giving you an A-plus on the dunk, but my goodness, a C-minus on the celebration, my friend. Give me some hype. I think he was a little shocked himself. <laughs> <laughs> Trip Forrest is somewhere just smiling down on Jalen Warrior, thinking, you're the man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that Jalen Worley coming out and doing that, obviously we've been waiting for him to really emerge, but he's finally really stepping up. He had a great game, not only, you know, making shots, he shot a three, he's had five assists that game. He's really stepping up at that point guard position and man, they're figuring it out. Yep. And Leonard Hamilton, 600th career win against Georgia tech. Mm. Um, a guy that has been one of the best coaches in the ACC since he got here. And Listen, the Knowles looked like they were dead in the water a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and here we are, 3-0 and at home in the ACC, going to Wake Forest tonight and uh, starting to find their stride. Yeah, 3-0 and in the ACC at home I think is pretty baller. That's why I wore this shirt today. Um, okay, <laughs> just to remind everybody that we were the ACC champs only two years ago, okay? But I think as well, like, like you said, you know, we, they thought we were kind of dead in the water. And I think I would have lost that bet five weeks ago if you had said that we were going to figure it out and be playing pretty quality basketball now here. And we got something really big to celebrate. You know what it is. Baba Miller returns 
tonight at 9 p.m. versus Wake Forest. Couldn't be more excited about Baba making his college debut, a player who is as highly touted as anybody coming from overseas from Spain. Uh, he's played international ball at a high level since he was 15, 16 years old. Um, now gets to finally lace it up with his with his teammates at Florida State. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see how he changes our team and what our team looks like with him in the rotation. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm excited to see him as well, but I do have a little bit of nervousness about it. You know, I think it's hard for, you know, a freshman to come in and try to acclimate to a system in the middle of the season, in the middle of conference play. You know, you want him to come in and be an immediate impact and, and play to the skill that we know he has. And I have no doubt that he'll be able to do so, but I do think that it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for the entire team. And like I said, you know, it's hard, you know, you, you're not watching, you're playing now. And I'm just interested to see because now, you know, our team's finally starting to really look like a team that's gelling in a, in a competitive team in a competitive conference. And you're going to throw another star player into the mix. I think it's going to be great, but I, I do think that we might see a little bit of an adjustment period for Baba. Yeah, I agree with you. I think basketball is one of those weird sports where it, it's a, it's more chemistry than anything else, and you got to kind of find your groove. And it's like a smooth jazz, you know. You got to you got to make sure everything sounds good and and, and plays right. But uh, you know, Baba's game, from what I understand, is is very European, very NBA style, where he's a, you know, almost seven foot guy that can dribble, that can pass, that can shoot. He can kind of do everything well. So I think his style of game is going to just ease right in. I think just the nerves are going to probably be an issue early, but once he gets settled in, I think, I think he's going to find his groove. And I think this team has been waiting for him to come back for since the season began. They, they can't wait to have him out there with them. Yeah. I'm really excited. He tweeted um, a couple of days ago, officially free. And, you know, that's just got to be such a great feeling to, you know, being a freshman, only 18, 19 years old and, you know, being suspended by the NCAA. I can't imagine honestly how hard that must've been for him, especially when this was something, you know, that took place six, seven years ago now um, for him to have to sit and watch and know that his team is struggling and expect to come in and, and, you know, fit right into the program and now have to sit and wait for, for 16 games. So, I mean, I couldn't be just more happy for him that he is finally able to, to come in and play some basketball. Yep. The suspension was bogus. We're talking about a kid who is getting punished for, something that happened when he was in high school when he when he flew over here to play in a tournament and got, got his travel paid for. Um, and this is before he was being recruited by Florida State. This is before he was even in conversation to play college basketball. Was he six and, feet tall yet? We don't know. He could have gone yeah, we, we don't know. then and now. Um, but a, a bogus suspension by the NCAA, in my opinion. But, you know, it's over now and uh, looking to make the most of it. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Coach Ham – says about it um if he did say anything about it we should get it in here um i'm sure he's calm cool and collected but he's got to be excited to get another scholarship player back in the mix absolutely women's basketball taking on nc state tomorrow at home on the network i think it's going to be pretty exciting um Tania only scored 10 points at boston college her lowest all season maybe the lowest she'll ever score she missed a chance to tie that historical nine straight ACC Rookie of the Week award. But Wyatt, I think she's going to still set a single season record for all the accolades that she's going to 
acquire throughout this season nonetheless. Yep, tonight that's in a tough shooting night at Boston College, but again, had a chance to tie the game or sorry, win the game at the buzzer. And, um, you know, she's she's playing great. And the thing I love about tonight, and we talked about this before, where first shot's not falling, she still finds a way to impact the game. Uh, whether it's by playing within the offense, passing the ball, defending at a high level. She's, I think she's on, I think she's leading the team in steals. So she, yeah. she does everything on the basketball court that you need, um, which again, for a freshman is very impressive. I'm very excited about uh, Thursday night's game. Number 10 NC state coming to town. Um, they're a good basketball team. They've been the standard in the ACC. They've won three consecutive ACC tournament titles. Uh, Coach Westmore has built an absolute amazing program up there in Raleigh, and it's going to be a tough test for Florida State. This is a team that's very similar to us where they kind of have five, six, seven players that can all kill you. You know, they, yeah. they, they, they run a very similar system to us in the sense that everybody contributes. You don't really have one player that's leading the team in scoring by a lot. Everybody kind of is in the same eight to nine points a game. Everybody grabs about five rebounds, so it's a real team effort. So it could put a lot of stress on on Florida State, but again, a great test for us early in the season, and uh, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, we've played some competitive teams already. You know, obviously losing that game in overtime Sunday night or Sunday afternoon was was tough, but, you know, if you have Tanaya playing like her usual self, we're actually winning by 15 points. So, so I think that that's something to consider, and I think as well, you know, because we've played teams that are competitive up until this point, I don't think they're nervous about it. You know, I think that we play fantastic basketball at home and it's really exciting that we have the privilege of this game being at home. So I have all the faith in the Knowles. Yep, absolutely. Coach Wyckoff has, and Coach Bill Ferreira as well, put together one of the nastiest offenses I've seen in a long time. They're leading the ACC in scoring. They're beating people by an average of 20, 25 points a game. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we talk about, snubs dude not being a top 25 team at this point in the season i personally think is a slap in the face i know yeah. coach wyckoff coach wyckoff doesn't worry about it she's just like she's using it to fuel the fire and yeah. and make the players just kind of just keep keep their hard hat on and keep working but i mean my goodness can i get 25 can i get 24 i'm not asking for a top 10 it's disrespectful. Uh, let's look at that poster that the fans had up in the tuck the other day. That was good and says everything that needs to be said about how this team is not getting what they deserve in the rankings. Bravo, ma'am. You're you're saying what everybody's thinking. <laughs> Loved that poster. Yeah, I mean, she's right. She's 100% right. I mean, we have a top five scorer in the nation. We have the highest scoring offense in the conference. Not to mention K.K. Timpson, even though she's had a couple of games where she's not quietly averaging her double-double anymore. She's still sitting at the top of the conference in many statistics. Yeah, K.K.'s had, I mean, K.K.'s had as good of a, good of a year-to-year improvement as I've seen. Um, really stepping into that role as one of the top players on this team. Coach Wyckoff has, has empowered her from the second she got here. And, I mean, she's really just starting to put it together. What she brings on the defensive end of the floor is huge for us. And again, against NC state, which has several bigs um, it's going to be, it's going to be important for her to get off early. I think against Boston college, she got into early foul trouble. She had two fouls early in the first quarter. Um, so she had to sit for most of the first half. So if she can stay out of foul trouble, I think we even win that game at Boston college. So just keeping her, you know, from, from getting out of position on defense and, and playing discipline and hopefully we get a whole game out of her against NC state. 
Yeah, and also, you know, if Sarah Bajetti can keep this momentum, stay scoring, and then also if Taylor O'Brien can come back, get ready, you know, really back to her true self that she was before that lower leg injury, if she can come back in and start scoring again like we know that she can, I think that this team is unstoppable, and I think it's only a matter of time. Yes, Taylor O'Brien is a 16-point-a-game scorer last year Mm -hmm. at Bucknell, and she was averaging 16 a game in the first three games of the season before she got hurt. So to your point, I mean, just another, another offensive piece that we just haven't really had at full strength yet. And when she does get there, I mean, this team's going to get even scarier. Yeah, and by the way, we only have three losses on the season, both of them, two of them in overtime, one of them to UConn, which we don't even have to count as a loss because they're <laughs> UConn. They're UConn. <laughs> what do you expect? Also tonight, Latson fouled out like seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So thanks, yeah, yeah, we could have trusted that she would have put at least five of those eight points up <laughs> that we missed against them. Right. Well, the Knowles, all of them on great roll. It's a great time to be podcasting. I couldn't be more excited that we are going to be able to be seen on the YouTube this episode eight. It's been real. It's been fun. As always, go Knowles. Go Knowles. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.